Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by Ra Ra Consulting and the Ra Ra Spirit Team Mentorship. Hey, it's Lauren here. I'm an expert in time management, content creation, and mindset work. My day job is working with overwhelmed or unmotivated business owners or service providers who want to get organized and motivated and review their current business practices so that they can kick start their journey to further success. You know, the average person with an average life lives 27,350 days. And even though we know that we just shape shift into something different after our time is done here, I believe that making use of your time and living the life of your dreams, which is a life of flow and bliss, is so incredibly important. And I want to help you do that. I can help you through business and life challenges. I can help you to, you know, change your mindset, to create time for self-care, to look at your dreams and to create a roadmap to help you get there. Also through the Raw Raw Spirit team, I offer group mentoring as well. So if one-on-one is not your thing, you're interested in more of a group scenario, then that would definitely be an option for you. All the details can be found in the show notes. You can also head to my website at rawrawconsulting.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram or on Facebook at any time to see whether or not working together is uh, maybe a good fit for both of us. All right, time for the episode. Lauren here and welcome to the show. My guest today is Velvet Cat. She is a fashion illustrator and instructor in Los Angeles, always living life intuitively and strategically towards big dreams of helping the world somehow. Finally feeling aligned thanks to divine guidance through tarot and unveiling spiritual gifts. Now she is combining artistic entrepreneurship and spirituality on YouTube and on Instagram. She is going on a new decade of 30 flirty and thriving and she's joining me today to talk about all things oracle and tarot and we're also going to be doing a mini well I'm not going to be doing a mini reading but Velvet Cat's going to be doing a mini reading for you as well at the end of the show so thank you so much for joining me today my friend hey yeah happy to be here this is gonna be a really fun conversation and yes. information to share with everyone yes. I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited too and I will tell you that um you know sometimes I go through these periods on Instagram where I'm like okay spirit please can you send me my next guest you know I'm almost seeing you sit like my next victim no my next guest I came across <laughs> your channel one of the reasons why I was so attracted to your channel was the the color and the pizzazz and the purple hair and the energy and the just, I just think a lot of the authenticity that you have really shows through. When I was watching your Instagram video, I was under the impression that you were reading directly for me. You were doing the, you know, like one of your card readings where people choose a card and then you kind of go into the meaning of that card, which is what we'll be doing later on in the show. And I just thought, wow, this woman is speaking directly to me. And I absolutely loved that. So thank you for that. I'm always super happy to hear that. <laughs> it's funny because I think sometimes with all the content in the world, we don't always 
you know, we can't obviously watch everybody's things all the time, you know, when we have a limited amount of time, but I find that, I don't know about you, but when I watch something, I find very often I was meant to see that at that exact time. And that's exactly what happened when I watched one of your videos. It really aligned with me. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I mean, when I first started this, I was very new to it. And so I was kind of just even telling people in my videos, if it doesn't resonate, it's okay. Tell me (laughs) so I can learn. And so every time I hear that it does, I'm just so happy. (laughs) I would love to know where the name Velvet Cat came from, because I imagine you weren't born with that name. Is this a name that you've um, taken on for yourself? (laughs) Can you tell me a bit about that story? Yeah, so Velvet was actually a nickname I was given when I was a teenager at a rave I went to (laughs) where like I met someone and she gave me a bracelet and named me. I I told her I love fashion and she named me Velvet. And so ever since then, I just felt really connected to that name. And then with cat is just because I love cats. So I I had to include that somehow and it it fit really nicely with the K. Uh, and I even like actually add, added that into my name. So I'm originally Angelica Chavez, but I added Kat as my middle name because I didn't have a middle name. So now I'm officially Kat and there we go, Velvet Cat. <laughs> I love that a lot. One of the things that I notice when I'm interviewing people is that a big theme that, um, you know, a lot of us that are on the spiritual path that we have in common is that we're all honoring our own journey and we're all walking our own path. And I think that it's so important to, you know, if you're going to have a name, you know, to be aligned with something that feels authentic to you, especially when, you know, we're, we're born with names that are given to us from other people. Do you think that you've sort of changed your personality Mm -hmm. based on, you know, your new name, or do you still go by, by Angelica? Possibly I might have a bit of an alter ego. That's what I, um, I associate Velvet Cat to my alter ego because throughout my life, I've been kind of a shy person. And then suddenly now as Velvet Cat on YouTube, I feel like that is another part of me because people might think, oh, that's not you. But I actually do feel like it is because of being a Gemini as well. I do have multiple personalities in a sense. And so Velvet Cat, I associate with my more playful side, my more colorful side, unafraid. And then Angelica, I like to keep that separate as the side of me that is down to earth, that is connected to family and is separate from business and branding. So I know that today we're talking about divination tools. We're going to be talking about Oracle and Tarot primarily. I am kind of wondering, you know, have you always been connected to spirit? Is this something that sort of happened in recent years when um, Velvet Cat kind of came on the scene? Or, uh, you know, can you tell me in your own words a bit about how you kind of started getting connected with the spiritual world? So yeah, with the spirituality, that is pretty new, kind of, because throughout my life, I felt energies. I, I, I couldn't explain it. Like there would be times where I couldn't go in a certain room because I just felt something there, for example, or I just always felt even when I was being a bit of a rebel, putting myself into trouble, I always felt protected. And 
then in my family, actually, my sisters have both seen spirits and told my family about them. So in my, in, in my family, I feel like we're connected. And, but the thing of religion kind of stopped us from it because it's, not, it's like we're not supposed to see these things or talk to them or, or do tarot. <laughs> and so then I, I kind of pushed it away and I didn't want to communicate with spirits until barely in 2019, I stumbled on a video from Stargirl on YouTube doing a tarot pick a card. And ever since then, I felt really connected to the images in the cards. And that's where I was like, wow, I can actually understand what is being said here. And, and I, I hear messages I, in music and things just make sense. Like there's a, a a type of psychic gift called claircognizant. And so that's what I feel that I am is things just make sense without knowing why they make sense. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I became connected with spirituality. And now I am more open to developing my gifts and to connecting with spirit and talking, getting clearer messages in whichever way that I can whether through my art or through tarot or in my dreams. Like I want to really every way possible. I'm very curious about all of this. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool to be at that time in your life where you're kind of this open vessel and you're learning and you're exploring. I do want yeah. to find out a bit more about, you know, how you're developing your skills. But before that, I do want to touch on something that you brought up just recently about religion. So growing up in a religious family, are you still finding that that is, um, you know, a difficult thing to kind of navigate in your new direction? Or have you been able to sort of, you know, head off into this new direction where you're doing tarot and you're, you know, you're working with spirit? Um, is it, is it all good? Or are you having a bit of a challenge with that? I feel like it's working out nicely because yeah, at first I got a bit of resistance from my parents. Um, mostly because for them, there's, they want me to be safe. <laughs> and they have the idea of how connecting with spirits can be dangerous. So at first, there was a bit of resistance. And also, like, they want me to live a bit of a normal life, which I completely do not. <laughs> so, so then after a while, they just gave up, they were just like, okay, you do you. And so I feel like it's become easier, especially since I keep explaining to them how I'm not talking to just any spirits. I'm speaking to God and speaking to the Virgin Mary and speaking to angels. So that gives them more comfort into trusting that I know what I'm doing and that I'll be safe and that this is good for not only me, but for everyone that I'm doing readings for on YouTube and in personal readings. Are you kind of are you going into meditation and you're getting direction and you're getting, you know, ideas and inspiration from meditation or are you reading lots of books or are you talking to other people in the same industry? Uh, how are you kind of developing your gifts and kind of finding your own path? At first it was through courses online. Uh, like on YouTube, there's a lot of really great uh, channels with information. And then from there, I did start asking people that I've connected with on Instagram. I've actually felt that 
this community is super welcoming and that's even more of a reason why i'm connected to it because i've never felt this welcome in my entire life i've pretty i've been kind of a loner like distancing myself from people because they just couldn't relate or they thought i was weird and so now finally this community is loving and so that's how i've been finding a lot of information is by talking to them, seeing what their experiences are like, and then also through YouTube, the people that are already out there before me providing this information to make it easier for me to know what I'm doing and allowing me space. That's something actually that I do and that I recommend is allowing space to try different things, um, to not just go in a box. And like, for example, if you find one course and then you expect that to be the answer for everything, for me, it's more of what, what does everyone say and what parts of that do I connect with? The answers flow easier in that way because I'm allowing that space to learn. <laughs> Clear cognizance, you also just know your truth. So I think sometimes it might be difficult to go, this, this makes sense because da, da, da. it's like, no, just no, I just feel it in my soul. Therefore, it is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 I love that idea though, about encouraging the listener at home to really check out different avenues. And I think that's so important. Do you find that there are challenges with people kind of wanting to step into their own power because they're afraid of what other people are going to say? I mean, you kind of talked about being a little bit of a loner and now maybe finding a bit of a community on um, some of the platforms that you're on, you know, that would have been a brave step and taken a lot of courage, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Me worrying about others, I think that kind of left right before tarot. And that's possibly why it came at this time for me. Because, how, how yeah, like you're right, how I used to feel like a loner or like uh, people were judging me. Uh, and that's why I was shy, like pretty afraid of being true to myself it all kind of started shedding away after college because of so many experiences where I just got fed up with not being myself and being taken advantage of. So I think that's why at this time, then Tarot came in and was like, okay, you're ready to do this and not care what people think. <laughs> people, they have to navigate challenging paths to come into their own. And, you know, I think that a lot of us can agree that when we have difficult times, those actually lead us to some kind of a breakthrough and there's a gift on the other side. And it sounds like to you that you've found your gift with tarot. So let's get into that discussion now. So I know that tarot and Oracle cards are divination tools. Do you use them as divination tools? And why did you sort of gravitate towards those? Yeah, so I did start with those uh, with Tarot and Oracle because of the images. Uh, since I am in art, seeing those in the videos, I was just like, wow, the cards are beautiful. I want to hold those cards. I want to have those images in my hands. <laughs> and so that's yes. why I started with that, um, with Tarot. And then the I'm kind of like a little bit of a nerd, so I when I love something, I research everything I can about it. And, you know, I love the fact that with tarot, it has the traditional meanings. And then with Oracle, you get to kind of break those rules a little bit. So it's a combination of both creativity, but also 
some type of knowledge. I'm not sure what how you would describe the traditional knowledge in terms for a nerd. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a foundation. It's like the tarot is the foundation or the skeleton. And then yeah. the oracle is a bit more free thinking, maybe. Yeah. And kind of like how for scientists, they have they have their rules for experiments and they have their history for those experiments and for future renovations. And so they have a knowledge base to pull from. And, and that's kind of how I feel with tarot. We have a knowledge base, but like then with Oracle, yeah, it's more creative. Okay. So one of the things that I've always struggled with is reading tarot and kind of, I guess maybe being objective when I'm reading my own tarot, honestly, but it's some of the cards in tarot decks are a little bit scary and especially if you get them upside down. So I was just kind of wondering how you kind of navigate when you are reading tarot cards and oracle cards, how you navigate maybe some of the challenging messages that come up, or are you able to look at them in a positive and in a sort of empowering way? Yeah, I would say more empowering because with that's something that I'm learning thanks to the other tarot readers that I watch is that our experiences, good and bad, can teach us something. And so even with the cards, getting a dark card is pointing something out that we might have ignored or not been aware of. And so now we can actually pay attention to it. And that's where I feel like the empowerment comes in. So for me, with seeing negative cards, I take it more like, okay, so this is a negative card now what can we do about it? And, you know, then we can ask the cards more and there we go, we get the answers, you know? <laughs> That's why it's really fun to get instant answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is, I guess, part of it, isn't it? Okay, I don't know what to do here. Let me pull a couple of other <laughs> cards and they're going to guide me along the way. So it makes perfect sense. I like how you kind of, when you said that, you said it with a laugh. It sounds to me as though you're not necessarily taking it so seriously. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, because that's another thing with spirit is that uh, they want us to do to figure ourselves out. So they're not gonna tell us do this, do that, a hundred percent. You know, they might show us possibilities, and then it's up to us to either do them, try them out, or try something else. You know, at the end of the day, we're the ones in the physical world doing the physical actions. Hmm. So when you first started reading tarot, you kind of mentioned that you watch a lot of people on YouTube read tarot. So did you kind of start learning from other people and their style and their techniques? Or did you kind of start reading the meanings from the book and then trying to memorize them? Or can you tell me a bit about your process and in, in learning to kind of understand the meaning of cards? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I started, I was looking up online there are places, websites where they actually provide the meanings of the cards. And so I would write down a lot of notes before I could actually memorize or come be more intuitive with it. But that's the thing about when I was writing notes, I wasn't just repeating what was said because there are so many meanings to the cards. So for me, the clear cognizance came in nicely because I was able to pick apart what worked what I felt was important for the reading. And so, yeah, I was using those resources, those websites 
to write things down. That was helping me with memorizing, especially also because I just kind of threw myself to the sharks by posting on YouTube instantly. <laughs> um, and just seeing what, what would happen from there. Um, so that was getting me a lot of practice, not like stopping myself to take days to practice. I was more just doing it already. And then I was also comparing, like when I would watch other tarot readers, I would hear what they're saying and then I'd be, it'd click like, oh, that's another way they said this meaning for this card. Oh, oh that makes right. sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it, it was back and forth between what I was seeing in the websites and what clicked with me and what they were saying. And then over time, it just, then it started becoming more 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 intuitive that I was able to actually say what I felt um, without needing to look at the websites for help. Yeah. You know what? I think you hit the nail on the head there. And it's so important to reiterate this for a listener at home, especially. I think sometimes, you know, when we listen to conversations of people who are, you know, mediums or psychics, or when we see readers online and they're doing tarot and it just they make it look like it's so easy that there's this part of us that goes, oh, I want to do that too. But what you've just said numerous times is that you've been researching, you've been practicing, you've been learning ongoing. And I think mm -hmm. that that's a really big part about developing your skill, isn't it? It's not being afraid of being wrong and putting yourself out there. Yeah. I guess the thing too, though, I must say, um, Velvet, is that you're putting yourself out there in a really public platform. Did you ever feel nervous about getting a reading wrong and, you know, your ego kind of coming in and going, girl, you can't do this? Or did you just kind of understand that, that was also part of it? Yeah, I, for me, it's, it was, I just wanted to get instant notes. <laughs> Like, if I really am not good at this, let me know ASAP so that I, I don't put my hopes up. <laughs> that, that's kind of how I did it. Um, so I was ready for that. But then instead, people were saying how much it helped them. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yay, I'm helping people. Okay, I, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> Do you think that when you use cards or when you're giving readings to people that people should follow them? you know, follow the meaning or follow the card exactly as it is? Or, you know, what if somebody doesn't like the direction that they're heading in, you know, because cards are about that, right? It's a lot about where we're heading as and where we are. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, where we're heading, where we are. Yeah, where we've been. So like, if I do a reading for someone, and they don't necessarily like the answer? Mm -hmm. Do they still have the opportunity to change the outcome? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. So that's something I've recently started mentioning more, uh, especially in like personal readings, I'll tell people so this is just one possibility. It doesn't mean it's your defined future. But this is what could happen. And especially because I'm kind of learning that with the spirit world and the universe, I'm not sure if others would agree with this. I've been learning this and I feel like it's right. <laughs> that they are spirit guides set up the best possible outcome out of multiple possibilities to answer what we want and what we're most capable of. And so they provide us with the best possible outcome, but, but yeah, it's still up to us to get there. And it might go sideways 
<laughs> but then it might come back. The readings say they're they're not defined. It's not like this is exactly what's going to happen and that's it. We can't change things yet. And there are challenges that come up. We can, you know, essentially go, oh, well, that's something that I've been ignoring. Maybe it's time for me to work on that. Can you talk to me a little yeah. bit about maybe where you've done a reading for yourself or for somebody else and it's just been really significant or you know, maybe really helpful for them that without that reading, they might've been heading down a different path, for example. Maybe with actually a recent one, I'm not sure if they were heading down a different path, but a, a recent one I did that was very impactful was, um, so because I'm practicing mediumship now. And so I did this reading for someone on YouTube. She actually recommended me to do to try mediumship she's also a tarot reader and she said i could be a medium so then i tried it out with her and for this reading i did a painting and i recorded myself painting it and i sent it to her i didn't know what i was painting i i was just painting what was coming out i was letting my hand flow and then along with the painting i did the tarot reading and when I sent that video to her, she said she was in tears and it really helped her. And she explained who this person was that came through in the painting and that she that what I said was exactly what she was wondering. And that was just very magical to me. Wow. <laughs> um, that, that one was impactful. <laughs> it kind of sounds like there's a whole new world that's opening up for you then if you're looking at your art as being a way of expressing, um, you know, messages from the divine. It sounds like they're, you know, maybe there'll be your own Oracle deck coming soon. Yeah, yeah, I am working on a tarot deck and I have nine sketches so far. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. It's so interesting to talk to you about, you know, where you're at right now. And it'll be interesting if we connect again in another year or two to see how you've kind of grown. It's so cool, you know, when people are at the beginning of the, not the beginning necessarily, but when they're kind of looking around and exploring with all these new possibilities. I'd love to know a little bit about, you know, some of the favorite decks that you have that really kind of kicked off your journey. Cause as you know, there are hundreds of decks, maybe even that I'm sure there are thousands of decks. Actually, one of my friends, she has probably a hundred decks. So I'd love to know whether or not you have some that you found were really helpful to start off your you know, your journey. And then maybe after we talk about that, we can also head into um, the mini reading. Uh-huh. Yeah. So definitely there are possibly thousands of decks and I want to have them all. <laughs> yeah. um, and <laughs> uh, with, for me, with the ones that helped me that I felt connected to, let me see. Oh yeah. There's this one, the White Sage Tarot deck. That one is a little more minimalist. So it, I don't think it's for beginners, but for me, it, it was, I was surprised at how connected I was with it, especially possibly because it's animals, because <laughs> I love animals. And so that's, that might be why I was able to connect with it better since maybe the spirit animals can communicate with me. The popular one that a lot of people use is Ethereal Visions. I know for sure every tarot reader loves this deck, mostly everyone. I don't, I haven't heard of any that haven't. It has beautiful illustrations. 
and it has like gold trimming of some kind decorating it so I, that's that makes it even more magical there's also a new one that i just got that is so cute it's called the brit's third eye tarot that one is really fun and really easy to get messages with and and it has a lot of really cool symbolism yeah with tarot those would be the ones with oracle the work your light oracle a lot of people have this one and this uh designer this creator rebecca campbell she has multiple decks her decks are gorgeous. Yes, work your light. I would recommend that one <laughs> for Oracle. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll put some links to those as well in the show notes. And then I know you do use a lot of these decks on your Instagram and your YouTube account. So people mm-hmm. can go in and they can see you actually using these decks. When you get a card, or I mean, sorry, when you get a deck, do you kind of have a um, bit of a system that you use to get to know it? Do you cleanse it? Do you sleep with it? Do you wrap it in some kind of scarf? You know, do you have kind of a bit of a process? Uh, yeah, I do have a process because that's something I learned as well. And I connected with it to treat it like, you know, it is a tool that we're able to use to connect to the divine. And so the way we treat, we would treat our bodies and we would treat the divine, you know, very important. I feel like that's why we can also treat the decks as important, as special, so that then they're kinder to us (laughs) with their messages. What I do is when I get a new deck, I'll open it, I'll sage it, like fan out all the cards, put some crystals on it, and leave leave it overnight. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much my process. Do you have certain decks that you use for different things? You know, let's say you wanted to get a reading on relationships. Do you have a deck that you use for that? And then uh, one on business, or do you kind of mix and match the decks just based on the day and what art you feel like looking at or what, you know, what deck you're connecting to at that moment? Yeah, I, I change it up for sure like i'll before i do the readings for my channel or for people i i will kind of move my hands over the decks and i'll ask the question and then from there i'll pick out some decks because sometimes i might forget about some decks so then it's better to just do that with my hands and so i actually laid out the decks in a way that i'm able to do this rather than stacking them because if i stack them i'll forget (laughs) So yeah, I feel, I feel like that I'm able to interchange the energies for the readings and I kind of at the moment don't really focus on romance. So I haven't gotten any specific love tarot decks. There are those out there, but I haven't gotten them. (laughs) In order to kind of listen to, you know, your inner guidance, do you go into some kind of meditation or do you just do some deep breathing to kind of get in that moment where you're your hands are hovering over the deck and you're really listening to the decks almost speak to you or can you just do that at any time? At, at first I did do, do it any time, but then I noticed that sometimes I would get like a weird chill or a weird feeling because I wasn't preparing beforehand. So now I definitely always have to do my ritual beforehand before doing the readings where I do do the meditation, the prayer and have my sage and, and prepare like that. So you basically do kind of protect your space and ask for guidance. Is that yeah. kind of, and did you create your own prayer around that? Or do you do 
you do follow somebody else's written prayer? I do the prayers that I learned and because I'm Catholic. So I do two prayers from that. I don't know what they're called in English. I, I say them in, in Spanish. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, one one to Father and then one to Mother Mary. Or I don't know how it is in English. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. And then do you also cleanse, you know, after you've done a reading, cleanse your space and cleanse the deck? That part, I haven't entirely done it. <laughs> I do admit to that. I do need to. Yes. Actually, before I do my rituals, I do also tell myself. So uh, when I do speak to my guides, I when and I ask them for protection, uh, I do say that to please protect the space. And once we're done with the readings, everyone that I call upon to help me with the messages for the people that I read for, everyone can leave and close the door behind them. That's kind of what I say, so that they remember that once we're done, you know, thank you for coming by. You were very welcome to be here. But then after that, please leave. Like, this is my space. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think it's important because, you know, just to reiterate as well to our listener at home is that, you know, it's all about intention. So when you put that intention out there, when you put those mm-hmm. rules in place, that's what's going to be followed. So mm-hmm. it sounds to me like you've already set up a bit of a cleansing system because you're essentially removing the energy you're inviting in from your space, which is the main point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's get started with the mini reading. So can you tell me and the listener at home a little bit about how the mini mini readings sort of work and when were you first inspired to do your channel in this way? So I was pretty much following what the other tarot readers on YouTube were doing with the pick a cards. I thought those were really fun. They kind of provide a bit of a tailored feeling because you have options to choose from compared to how there are readers that post, you know, a daily message or a Zodiac message. And, you know, it's kind of hit or miss sometimes. So that's why for me, I enjoy better the options so that people viewers feel more connected and that's that's why I do the pick a cards is there kind of a way that you recommend people do it you know maybe listen to you because this is audio so they're not gonna be able to see the cards so would you recommend that they listen to you describe all of the cards first you know because what if at the beginning you say unicorn and then someone at home is like I love unicorns that's going to be my card (laughs) but really they couldn't listen because there was another card that was coming up that might have been better suited for them so how do you kind of recommend people sort of choose the card do they need to listen first or can they just go right away with their instinct I was actually going to recommend that because I I do notice for me personally, visuals help. And so possibly if for them, picking one to three is not easy, picking a number from one to three, then what they can do is either like use their hand, like have three fingers in front of them or whatever objects are around them, place three objects in front, like, you know, like a pen, a a chapstick and a candy. (laughs) Place those three items in front of them and then what I like to tell my reader, my viewers on YouTube is to breathe. So like, we'll do like a bit of a breathe in and breathe out. And then which of those three options are feeling pulled towards, that's the one they would pick. And that's the one with the message that I'll pass to them. 
So now I'm going to shuffle the cards. I'm using the Sacred Rebels Oracle for this message. And I'm going to shuffle three times. So we got one, two, and three. Okay, so message for one, message for two, message for three. Okay, so which one did you pick? <laughs> I picked number three. I laid out my, I have on um, these um, yellow sticky notes. So I laid out my sticky oh. notepad on one and I put my pen in the middle and I put my, my lip gloss on the right, like on the third. <laughs> and then I did my breathing, like you said, and then I chose my lip gloss. So I chose, I chose number three, which for me, number three is also about creativity <laughs> and yeah, I like that number. So I'm, mm. I can't wait to hear what you have in store. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm excited too. Okay. So, so first with card number one, listeners who chose card number one, we got the card collaborative dreaming, which says number 28 on it. 28 adds up to a number 10 and also a number one, which are numbers angelic numbers of new beginnings and closing cycles. So the message that I feel here for listeners that picked this one with collaborative dreaming in the image, yeah, a female that is mirrored four times and she has like a symbol on her forehead on her third eye. And then she also has a, a shell on her heart. So I feel like this is speaking about creating with your heart and creating intuitively to be able to start those new things. And for those that have been working on new things, I feel like they're close to completing this venture and they are ready. They are more than ready. That's what I'm hearing here. Even if they're just starting it, whether they're starting it or they're completing it, they are more than ready to do so, to express themselves, to put themselves out there and form a community around what it is that they want to contribute towards, whether that is an entrepreneurship business or that is a, com a local community or that like volunteering or whether they want to start a family with any of those paths they are more than ready to do so. And there's nothing to doubt. That's what I feel is the message here for this card. Then for those that picked card number two, we got here card number 26, which says relax the hold of darkness and be at cause. So number 26 adds up to a number eight and eight is a number of flowing with the divine not fearing it. In this image, it has a, another feminine. <laughs> all of these cards are feminine. So I feel like with the fact that they're all feminines, there's a collective energy of nurturing our well-being and our creativity. And that's actually something that I've been noticing about the collective energy of the world with how it's been so masculine. And now we're opening up more towards helping each other and taking care of ourselves. 
So for this card number 26 for group number two, in the image, there's a feminine on top of a tree trunk. She's naked and she's surrounded by this light circle. So it's talking about vulnerability and talking about get, setting yourself free by opening up to what is misunderstood, by opening up to what is unexplainable and releasing anything that is holding them back. Like not believing themselves to be bad people, not believing themselves to be bad with money, to be bad with friendships, to be bad in anything. They need to release that. And if they need a little bit of help, they can most definitely reach out to the divine for some guidance with prayer and meditation, um, whichever way works for them. And yeah, so that's pretty much the message that I get here. Taking very good care of themselves. Yeah. Because of how I was saying that, they might feel like they're bad at these different things. And so then they don't try to take care of them. That's why it's important to even more take care of it. <laughs> even more take care of yourself. Even more take care of your finances. <laughs> so now card number three. We, it's, <laughs> so we got card number 33. <laughs> this, this card. Yeah, it's so cool that it has the threes on it. And it says heaven sent on it. And it has a, a female face with her eyes closed and her third eye open with this very powerful energy radiating from her third eye. So I feel like this is a message of confirmation that you're on the right path and that you are meant for big things, that what you're doing is helping others. And to keep working on that third eye connection and that using your gifts, yeah, it's really good to use your gifts in, in this way, like how you're using with your podcast spreading awareness about this, connecting all of us. This is a card of light workers, of those that are meant to awaken others and those that are, yeah, definitely divinely guided. They're very powerful. That's what the threes are about. Like you're more powerful than you realize and to keep on going because you're heaven sent. <laughs> So those are the three cards that we got. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so good. And I love my little mini reading there. Card number 33, master number. Hello. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I know. That's so cool. When you were reading that, I was going, yeah. So I was just kind of wondering, because our listener at home doesn't know this, we, I normally always record uh, these podcasts with the video on and the audio, but Velvet and uh, my internet connection is a little bit weird today. So we've actually had to turn our videos off, which is unfortunate. Uh, so I didn't get to see any of that. So I'm kind of wondering whether or not, you know, you memorized all of that stuff that you were talking about. Uh, yes. 
Yeah. So when you get a new deck, you know how you're reading these cards that might be familiar to you. If you're getting a new deck, do you have to go through every card and kind of get to know those cards before you read them for other people? Or do you Mm -hmm. also just sort of interpret them on the fly? Like you don't need to research them or get to know them. You can just Mm. use them right away and understand what they mean. So for tarot, I can mostly do it on the fly. Like I've memorized a lot of the meanings, a lot of interactions with the cards, Um, you know, since they do have the traditional sense of the cards. But then with Oracle, each creator has their own meaning, stories, interpretations, and symbolism. So then I will go through each card and write notes. That way I can... I can get what I feel I connect with from their information. And then whenever I pull out the cards, I combine that with what is naturally coming out from my heart (laughs) when I do the readings. Yeah, because you're also getting messages from spirit. And the more that you develop your skill set as well, the more messages you'll get. Yeah, uh uh-huh. You also mentioned when you were talking there about numbers, do you look at the significance of numbers very often? Um, in your in your tarot and oracle readings and also in your life are numbers something that you uh, are attracted to yeah the with numerology I haven't done the research for it completely um, because for now I'm focusing more on learning the cards and numerology just like astrology are two other worlds (laughs) so I don't know everything but I do I did keep notes like I have in my journal I wrote down the main numbers that I connected with and that I do see often so then when I do the readings if the numbers stand out to me then that's where I'll reference that what I what I remember that I wrote down like with the threes and the ones Uh, but I know that there are other meanings and uh, that information I don't know yet. I find that they're really interesting. And the more that you kind of notice the numbers, I find the more numbers that you see. (laughs) So getting a master number, like, yeah, like 33, I go, Ooh, yeah, that was exactly the right card for me. That gave me that kind of validation, (laughs) I suppose. Yes. So just before we wrap up, I would love to know a little bit about whether or not you've got tips and tricks that you've kind of learned along the way for kind of staying positive for for paying attention to um, the messages that your heart is telling you to listen to, you know, especially how you talked at the beginning of the show a little bit about kind of working through maybe some of the Um, maybe the constraints that were around you um, and then kind of following your own path and your own journey. Do you have anything that you can kind of recommend to the listener at home if they're wanting to step out and start their own journey, but they're a little bit unsure about how to get started? Well, personally, I would say throw yourself to the sharks. (laughs) Try it with your friends and family because I learn better through experience. Like if, you know, we can read, we can, yeah, read, reread and keep studying. But until we practice it, it's, I don't think it's really going to develop, develop as much. You know, the, that's where the real knowledge comes in is through experience. Um, so for me, that's, that would be like, yeah, keep on practice like that with the, the people around you and be open to critiques 
Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say be open to critiques. Like whenever I do readings to or personal readings, I do tell people, let me know which ones didn't resonate. Let me know which parts didn't resonate so that I can learn from that and, and interpret it differently fully next time. When people give you feedback, do you kind of just, you know, kind of feel into yourself as to whether or not that's truth for you? Because obviously, I would imagine that you sometimes wouldn't get constructive criticism you might get comments that aren't helpful and maybe don't resonate with you so how do you kind of decide which you listen to i haven't had that experience i mean i've had trolls on instagram and youtube but i haven't had people be mean i'm not sure how i can answer that <laughs> you know like every anyone that has ever engaged with me uh, whether through my art work or through tarot or YouTube, they, they're very nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Even if they're being honest. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear that. And I think a big part about that is I guess that if you're out there and you're doing this work and you're guided by your heart and the light that the right people are finding you. And so maybe that's a big part of your story mm -hmm. there is that, when you're stepping out into your power and you're aligned with your inner truth, that you are in fact supported. And so, you know, maybe you do get the odd yeah. troll now and again, but you know, do you just kind of just ignore them or not even read those comments and, and they kind of eventually go away? It sounds to me like you've been quite supported on your journey. Yeah, uh, with trolls, let's say, for example, on my arts, like I had a troll say, how could I be so successful if there are other people way better than me or something like that? <laughs> and I know that's not true because... <laughs> that's um, funny, but it, yeah, you got to laugh about it also, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and I would have been helpful to that guy. He was, his art was really cool too. So the fact that he was disrespecting me, like I can tell when someone is disrespecting me out of anger and spite. So then I'm able to just kind of like wish them well. And I told him, I said, if you had com come to me respectfully, I would have helped you out, but I'm not gonna allow you to disrespect me like that. And then I just blocked them, you know? Um, that's pretty much how I do with those people. I, I will respond and I'll say like, I wish you love and light and then I'll block them. <laughs> when you are walking the spiritual path, I believe that it's important to follow your own truth, have the protection, have the boundaries in place to honor yourself and your own journey. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. And it helps us to know ourselves in also the manner of being seeing ourselves as good enough because that that's something that people worry about is like they actually think they're not good enough and that's why they can let trolls or negative comments affect them because they're like well what if it's true but if you will believe you are good enough then it is easier to just brush those aside and and know you know yourself self-love isn't it so how do you kind yeah. of nurture yourself and support yourself do you do you um you know meditate do you eat well do you go to the spa like do you have kind of things mm -hmm. that you do to help nurture yourself for me yes uh, i definitely started doing that last year uh where i started implementing workouts recently i kind of 
haven't, <laughs> so I need to get back into it. But I have been implementing more working out because I did tell myself I want to be strong to be able to handle whatever comes my way in my future and to be strong for my future family as well. So for my future family and business. So then I do work out. I, I do drink more water because in tarot readings, they've been telling me, you know, drink water, drink water. It's, it's, it's it strengthens your connection to spirit. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> um, so things like that, definitely taking care of myself, having moments for myself to refresh, um, like meditation. I've been hearing through many YouTubers how important it is because before this, I like many people, we, we don't want to stop. We don't want to take a break. We're like, that's a waste of time. And so then now I'm seeing how important it is because it does clear our minds and it does allow our vibration to raise so that spirit can connect easier so that spirit doesn't have to lower their vibration for us as much because we're up there closer to them. So I think that's, that's why it's important. And I take it more as a priority to take care of myself, to have that stronger connection that I do want with spirit. I'd love to know whether or not you had any tips and tricks for our listener at home if they are going to be buying a deck. How do you choose a deck? Do you, you know, have a certain thing that you do? Do you just choose it based on the art? And I was also wondering your thoughts on whether or not you've ever bought a deck and it just didn't connect with you. Because that happened to me recently where I bought a beautiful deck and I went, I don't really get this deck. Mm, yeah. So I would start with kind of like the artwork for sure um because each one of us has a different personality like some people gravitate more towards like graphic art others gravitate more towards painterly art um our, some of us have personalities that are feminine some of us have personalities that are more edgy and so the decks have similar personalities in that sense and when we choose decks that reflect our personalities, I feel like we're able to connect to them better. And so with that, I, I have, let me see, I think I might have noticed that there was one that I, ex I had high expectations and then it didn't turn out. <laughs> For example, the, the manga tarot. So I love anime. And so I was like, oh, manga tarot is gonna really connect with me. But then for some reason, sometimes it's difficult to hear messages. Um, so it can happen. Um, and maybe we just don't use it as much or, or we can study it more and then it can help with um, getting those messages. And also I heard that cleansing them more can also help to clear whatever other energies it might have collected. And maybe that's why we're not able to connect and practicing rituals with the deck so that the, it, it's kind of like a, like a friendship, you know? So you nurture the friendship, same thing with the cards, you nurture the deck so that it gets comfortable with you and then it's able to speak clearer. Thing that I didn't ask you that you would like to mention now and can you also let our listener at home know how to get a hold of you if they'd like to yeah so I'm on Instagram YouTube and my website you you can find all of this and Etsy by searching up velvet cat uh, I made it easy to be found everywhere <laughs> 
perfect. And I almost went perfect. <laughs> um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so that people can get a hold of you. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for the reading. And thank you for, you know, just doing your bit and making the world a better place. And I wish you all the best of luck on your journey. And I hope you will keep in touch because yes. I, you know, I can imagine that this is just the beginning of a beautiful life for you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I love everyone I'm meeting and I'm happy we connected and can't wait to keep talking for sure. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.